Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slide. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. Hey, Whitey, where's your hat? Come on, bark like a dog for me. Bark like a dog. Hello, and welcome to the Fantasy Golf Worldwide Podcast, where we cover everything both PGA and European Tour Fantasy Golf. This is episode 79, and today I will be reviewing the 2018 Turkish Airlines Open, previewing the 2018 Ned Bank Golf Challenge, reviewing the 2019 Shriners Hospitals for Children Open, and previewing the 2019 Mayakoba Golf Classic. My name is Keith. I am in Phoenix, Arizona, and I have four sections to get through on this episode, and I will be moving fairly quickly. If there is one section that you are more interested in than the others... There are time marks that you can jump to listed on the website at fantasygolfworldwide.com. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at fantasygolfww, or you can follow myself at Keithy Franchise. Before I jump into the episode, I will do a quick unit update. For the 2017-2018 season, After 76 events, and with two more remaining, my unit total is currently sitting at positive 798 units. I whiffed on all four picks at the Turkish Open, but we have two super fun events remaining to get that total back up over 800. For the 2018-2019 season, after five PGA events, my total is currently at positive 26 units. I hit my first winner of the year in Bryson DeChambeau last week, and I'll talk about that a little bit more in detail during the Shriners review. But now I'm in the black, and I'm going to try like hell to keep it there. So without further ado, I will jump into my review of the 2018 Turkish Airlines Open. This was a wonderful event at a fabulous looking golf course and Justin Rose was our winner and much deservedly so. And he is making a case for the best player in the world. How great would it be if Tiger and Phil just went fishing or something and Justin Rose and Brooks Kepka played 18 holes for $10 million. That might be a pay-per-view I would buy. But Justin Rose looked great. Played great. Deserved the win. How Tong Lee kind of gave it to him on whiffing those back-to-back five-foot putts. Broke my heart to see How Tong Lee go down like that. He was in such good form, and he's a favorite on this podcast. But I have to hand it to Justin Rose. Legit number one in the world. Taking a look further down at the rest of the top ten leaderboard, in solo second place, we have How Tong Lee. And how well has Hao Tong Lee been playing lately? His last four finishes, T5 at the Alfred Dunhill Lynx Championship, T9 at the British Masters, 
T11 at the WGC HSBC and second at the Turkish this week. And I was really pulling for him down the stretch. That eagle that he canned on, was it 15, was unreal. And I thought that was momentum enough to get him the win. Especially when Rose went into the bunker on 18. I thought Lee had it all the way. But he missed those two short putts. Heartbreaking. A great week for Hao Tong Lee. Uh, he might also be in the money the next two weeks as well. So keep an eye on Hao Tong. At T3, we have Adrian Otegi and Thomas Dietrich. Otegi and Dietrich both played extremely well. At T5, Martin Keimer and Lucas Beauregard. Keimer showed up like he does a couple of times a year and reminds everyone what a solid game he has. And Beauregard continues a rather sick run of awesome form. Lucas Beauregard has six top tens in his last eight events. And that includes his win at the Alfred Dunhill Championship. That is the very definition of pure fire. At T7, Tommy Fleetwood, Thor Bjorn Olesen, and Danny Willett. Fleetwood and Olesen, both performing pretty much as expected. Good tourneys for both of them, although Fleetwood was visibly struggling at moments. And how about Danny Willett? Willett gets his third top 10 of the year, and it'll be interesting to see how long he keeps this form up, or if he can get back into that top European echelon form. And this week might be a good time to take a peek at him. He has won at the Ned Bank before. And then lastly, four very cool names at T10. Tapio Pullcannon, Thomas Aiken, Sam Horsfield, and Alexander Levy. Pullcannon gets his second top 10 in the last four events, finishing an already pretty successful season. Thomas Aiken, super class pro always. Sam Horsfield, could he take any longer over the ball? Seriously, what is going through his mind for the 10 seconds that he just stands still at address? I really want to know. And Alexander Levy. This was a great tourney for Levy, who had kind of disappeared for a few months, but that last hole was just brutal. He was just in the way the whole time and kind of shanking it back and forth. And Hao Tong and Justin Rose just had to stand there and watch and wait for, to hit their shots. It was it was brutal for everyone involved. As for my picks, I had Kiradech Afi Barnrat, Lucas Herbert, Julian Surrey, and Gavin Green. None of them won anything in the wagers. I did hit a top 10 pick in Adrian Otegi. That paid off at 10 to 1, so that was nice. And all in all, this was a great event. It was super fun to watch. That course in Turkey just looks wonderful. And before I move on, I just have a couple notes I want to share about the challenge tour. The top 16 that finished in the challenge tour rankings have just played their way onto the 2019 Euro tour season. And there's just a couple names I want to mention here along with a couple details. In first place, Joachim Hansen, a 28-year-old Dane. He had two wins, two second-place finishes, and a third this year on the Challenge Tour. You're going to be seeing his name a lot next year. Second on that Challenge Tour list, 
and I might be pronouncing this incorrectly, is Adri Arnaud, a 24-year-old Spaniard. He had one win and five other top fives. And very interesting that he is at the Mayacoba Golf Classic in Mexico this week, and he is currently listed at 100-1. to In third place, Victor Perez, a 23-year-old Frenchman. He had one win and two other top fives and a few other top tens on the Challenge Tour this year. Grant Forrest, a 25-year-old Scotsman. Kim Koivu, a 27-year-old Finn, had three wins and a T7 at the Portugal Masters. Definitely keep an eye on that kid. And the last name I want to mention here is Sean Crocker, a 22-year-old American from USC Go Trojans. I played him a few times early last season where he had two Euro top tens early and then he had four top fives towards the end of the challenge tour. Sean Crocker has the goods and I cannot wait for the next chance to play him in a Euro event. Okay, moving on to my preview of the 2018 Ned Bank Golf Challenge. And we are going to the Gary Player Country Club in Sun City, South Africa. The Gary Player track will be playing as a 7,800-yard par 72 this week. It is a parkland course built in an extinct volcano crater that can be set up to play extremely long. And although that 7,800-yard distance sounds insanely long, the altitude will make the yardage play about 10% shorter. The fairways and rough consist of Kikiyu grass, and the greens are bent, usually running around an 11 on the step meter. And in Ben Coley's write-up that he just published today, he said that the fairways and greens here are a little hard to hit. Given that this event has been played in some variation or another for over 35 years, there's a ton of course history to look at. And when selecting players this week, I was leaning towards, you know, South African pros. And although above average driving distance isn't really a necessary stat to finish well here this week, it is one that I kind of favored on a couple of my picks. Other numbers you might want to consider are greens and regulation percentage and par 5 scoring. With that short introduction... I just have one other note from this event last year, and that is Darren Fickhart, who I may be remembering the details incorrectly, but from what I recall, he was just given a phone call the day or the night before the tournament started because he lives an hour away or something in South Africa, and they just told him they had an open spot at the last second. He threw his clubs in the car drove over to go off like one of the first times in the morning and ended up finishing like T6. And this year, Darren Fickhart actually has some pretty good form coming into this event too. So he is a sneaky sleeper play this week. And with that, I will jump into my picks starting in my top tier range, that 30 to one odds and better. And I'm going with Louis Oosthuizen at 14 to 1. After fading the top two names at numbers that I think are too low to play, 
Rory McIlroy at seven and a half to one and Sergio Garcia at nine to one. The next two names here are super intriguing. Both Hao Tong Lee and Louis Oosthuizen are going off at 14 to one. I was on Hao Tong a few weeks ago at the British Masters and again at the WGC HSBC. And he had a real chance to win last week. And his putter just failed him on those back-to-back five-foot putts. He is in excellent form otherwise, and had the low round of the tournament here last year with a brilliant Sunday 64. But I am thinking that there might be a hangover element here for Hao Tong this week. So I'm going to favor Louie in South Africa. Louie jumped off to a great start to the 2019 season with a T5 at the CIMB, and he followed that up with a T29 at the CJ Cup. And there was a story about Louis having new prototype irons that he really liked. There is some evidence to back this up, as he has hit 84% of greens in regulation in his last eight rounds. Louis also knows this Gary Player track very well. His finishes here going back to 2013 are T14, T7, T11, 9th, and T8. This looks like a great chance for a big win for the 36-year-old South African, so give me Louis Oosthuizen at 14-1. to In the mid-range, that 30-1 to to 75-1 to odds range, I am taking Lucas Herbert at 45-1 to and Eric Van Ruen at 50-1. to This range this week is so stacked. I'm just going to name off a few of the other names right here. Danny Willett, Tom Lewis, Julian Surrey, Martin Keimer, Matt Wallace, Ryan Fox, Dylan Fratelli, Sam Horsfield, Thomas Dietrich. All fabulous players that could easily be in contention on the weekend. However, I'm going with two long-hitting youngsters here. First, I am all in on Lucas Herbert. He has been in too good a form to give up on so easily, and I'll admit I have been playing him pretty hard, but it's only because I believe in him so much. After his T3 finish at the British Masters, I said on this podcast that I didn't know his schedule, but that I was looking down the tourney list to identify where he could really pop. And the first thought I had was Ned Bank. So I am on the super young Aussie one last time before I probably give him a rest for a bit. But definitely give me Lucas Herbert at 45 to 1. Likewise, Eric Van Ruen was featured heavily on this podcast early last season. He was the young, big bombing South African darling fresh off the challenge tour and making all kinds of noise. Since then, he has raked in over 500,000 euros in tourney earnings and netted that super strong T4 finish at the Irish Open. His driving can be erratic, and his putting is touch and go, but Van Ruen has serious game, and it wouldn't surprise me if he were to pop with a little home field advantage. So give me Eric Van Ruen at 50-1. to And the high odds pick, 75-1 to odds and higher. I am taking Brandon Stone at 90-1. to This is perhaps an ill-advised selection. I was also looking at Chris Paisley and Gavin Green for this spot, but I ultimately fell on another young South African. After I had made this pick, I read Ben Coley's article 
where he says that Stone has horrible history at this track. And while I am one of those staunch believers in course history, I am also a staunch believer in Brandon Stone. At 90-1, to I'll gamble on the 25-year-old who won the Scottish Open just last July. And for top 10 wagers this week, I have Darren Fickart at 10 to 1, Oliver Fisher at 10 to 1, and Tapio Polkinen at 10 to 1. And for my one and done pick this week, for me it's a no-brainer. I'm going to take Louis Oosthuizen. Okay, moving on to my review of the 2018 Shriners Hospitals for Children Open. Our winner, Bryson DeChambeau. Love it. We hit him at 14 to 1 times 4. Makes a nice 56 unit hit for our new year unit tally. And Bryson just looked great the whole way. Cantley really tried to make it interesting. But after Bryson canned that 60 foot eagle on 16, which was so sick, it was pretty much in the books. Looking further down the top 10 leaderboard, second place, Patrick Cantlay. Cantlay has already had a couple super solid finishes early this season. I might need to play him soon in my one-and-done league. In third, Sam Ryder. Sunday, 62. Just a sick round, and he left a couple out there. And I love the pants with the ankle socks. Just fabulous. Shaking it up a bit and stirring up the old commentators getting their blood up i like it at t4 ricky fowler abraham answer and robert streb ricky is in awesome form and he likes this track in mexico this week too abraham answer was showing off some of the golf goods here in vegas he will probably win this year the trick will just be identifying ahead of time when his chances are best and robert streb is playing such good golf right now 65, 66, 68, 68 this week. Those are just sick numbers. And he played his way back onto the tour via the web.com just recently. And he's a past winner at the RSM Classic, which I'm pretty sure is coming up next week, so maybe keep Robert Streb in mind for that. There are three names at T7. Ryan Palmer, Chesson Hadley, Lucas Glover. Ryan Palmer is so good right now. Not much else to say about him. Chesson Hadley also with a couple really solid checks earned in just the first few weeks of the season on both sides of the Pacific. And Lucas Glover shot a third round 61. So sick. And he just caved late on Sunday. I'm not sure what to make of Lucas Glover at the moment. I'm not convinced he has the temperament to win again, but I, I mean, I definitely could be wrong. He absolutely fumed a few times on Sunday, and anyone who has that so close to the surface in them will have a hard time winning, I think. A bunch of names at T10, including both of my mid-tier picks on the week. We had Bud Colley, Brandon Harkins, my picks, Scott Piercy and Joaquin Neiman, and Gary Woodland. Nice to see Bud Colley back so soon. Man, that's a story. I might even get into it. Brandon Harkins had a ton of top 10s early to mid last season. Starting strong again now. Keeping an eye on him. Piercy and Neiman. 
Nuff said. And Gary is blowing up. Everybody loves Gary Woodland. As far as my picks, I had Bryson DeChambeau at first, Scott Piercy T10, Joaquin Neiman T10, and JJ Spawn T15. For my top 10 picks, I missed them all, but Wee Kim was T3 after 36 holes and then shot a Saturday 77. If he just shoots even par in that third round, he finishes T7. Anyway, I won't complain too much. I had the winner. (laughs) Okay, moving on to my preview of the 2019 Mayakoba Golf Classic. And we're going to the El Camaleon Golf Course in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. The El Camaleon Golf Course is a Greg Norman design that winds through tropical jungle and mangroves, and along oceanfront sand. The course this week will play as a 6,987-yard par 71 and consists of that paspalum grass that some players tend to play really well on. And yes, I'm talking about Pat Perez. It's a bit of a ball striker's track with a lot of trouble in play. A series of canals runs through the Mayakoba, and it becomes a potential hazard off the tee on a lot of the holes. Given the course's average length, many of the past champions here have not been big hitters, so it's okay to favor accuracy over distance here. When selecting players this week, I am favoring ball striking stats from the past five events pretty heavily. That may not be the most recommended course of action, but it is one way to play an event like this, and it's one that I have committed to here. One last note I have from watching this event on television last year was just on the opening Thursday, the coverage was following Charlie Hoffman, and he hit his tee shot off the 16th tee, And just said back to the crowd, hit somebody. And I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. I laughed laughed myself right out of my chair. (laughs) And with that, I will get right into the picks. My top tier pick, that 30 to 1 odds and better range. And I'm going to take Gary Woodland at 20 to 1. After fading Ricky at the ugly 8 to 1 number, Gary is the clear favorite in my eyes. Great form, good history. Couldn't be a nicer guy. Give me Gary Woodland at 20 to 1. In the mid range, 30 to 1 to 75 to 1 odds. I am taking Abraham Answer at 45 to 1 and Sung JM at 55 to 1. There are some super strong names in this range here as well. We have Siwoo Kim, Joaquin Neiman, Shea Reevy, who has excellent course history here. Patrick Rogers, who shot a 65 here last year, and J.J. Spawn, who is in form and a little bit underrated. But I really like Abraham Answer this week. He's in great form after that T4 last week in Las Vegas, and he likes this course, having finished T9 here last year. And for those people who talk about being worried about the gringos getting queasy during a week in Mexico, just take a Mexican. Problem solved. Or if you prefer, 
problema resuelto. And like Lucas Herbert on the Euro side, I'm going to get stubborn on Sung JM here too. Sung JM is just too good not to take. And on a ball striker's course, I'm going to let the ball striker ride. So give me Sung JM at 55 to 1. In the high odds range, the 75 to 1 and up, I'm taking Danny Lee at 90 to 1. And full disclosure here, Danny Lee is a longtime personal favorite of mine. I had my shortlist down to Bronson Burgoon, Harold Varner, and Danny Lee. Any of those would be fine picks, but I settled on Lee after looking at ball striking numbers. And for top 10 wagers here this week, I'm going in heavily on Mexican pros. I'll take Sebastian Munoz at 20 to 1. Jose de Jesus Rodriguez at 20 to 1, and Roberto Diaz at 20 to 1. And for my one and done pick, I'm looking at either Abraham Answer or even maybe Emiliano Grillo. Not quite sure about that one yet. Okay. For the podcast schedule, I will be back next week with episode 80 covering the RSM Classic and the DP World Tour Championship. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at FantasyGolfWW or myself at Keithy Franchise, and I will quickly review my picks. For the Ned Bank Golf Challenge, I am taking Louis Oosthuizen at 14-1, Lucas Herbert at 45-1, Eric Van Ruen at 50-1, and Brandon Stone at 90 to 1. And for the Mayakoba Golf Classic, I am taking Gary Woodland at 20 to 1, Abraham Answer at 45 to 1, Sung JM at 55 to 1, and Danny Lee at 90 to 1. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of Fantasy Golf Worldwide. And until Thursday, get him in the gate. <laughs>